In today's episode, Pennsylvania State Representative Greg Rothman joins us to help give a shout out to DNH Distributing, a wonderful Pennsylvania company. Representative Rothman will also discuss briefly employee ownership in Pennsylvania. And podcast contributor Jennifer Krieger of Weaver CPA will call in to talk about employee ownership in Texas. Earlier this week on episode 87 of the EO ESOP podcast, we focused on great employee-owned companies in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Why am I so excited to promote employee ownership city by city, company by company, and state by state? Because my name's Brett Kiesling, and as it says on my business cards, I'm a passionate advocate for employee ownership. Welcome to the ESOP Minicast, a great way to wrap up the week. Hello, my friends. Thanks for listening to today's episode. It's Employee Ownership Month, and we're going to have shout-outs to an employee owner at Fred C. Church Company, Devin Gallagher. We'll have a shout-out to Meyer Supply Company, a great employee-owned company that's celebrating Employee Ownership Month. And a special shout-out and congratulations to DNH Distributing Company, a Pennsylvania company, and we'll be joined by State Representative Greg Rothman, who will give a shout out and then share his views on employee ownership in Pennsylvania. But first, we turn to Texas. Regular listeners will know Jennifer Krieger of Weaver CPAs as a regular contributor to the podcast, and she's following up with a conversation we had in an earlier podcast. Here's Jen. Jen, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Brett? Excellent. Thank you for calling in. You were on episode 53 of the minicast, and you did a great update from the NCO conference. And in that minicast, I was talking about Texas and just my perception that it was underrepresented in the ESOP and employee ownership community. And it turns out you have some data. Yes, and that's part of the whole reason I'm interested in ESOPs is spreading the word to Texas and making sure that that's represented on the discussion table when succession planning is being talked about. 6% or so of ESOPs are represented in Texas, but that compares to 9% of the total U.S. population. And so simply there, ESOPs are underrepresented as a per capita in Texas. And part of that plan is to begin to change that tide and begin to grow employee ownership in Texas. What is it that's driving your motivation? It's a great business model, but it seems like it's a little more than that to you. It definitely is. It's all about caring for the employees and ensuring their financial well-being. There's tons of benefits to ESOPs. It ensures that we reward employees for their hard work and their success, and we're able to help bridge the gap financially in retirement. I know there's some stats out there in regards to ESOPs being a key component of people's retirement plans and making sure that they have a plan for the future for their financial well-being so that when they get to the age where they can no longer work or what have you, they have something to fall back on and they have something that's a nest egg for them later in their career. Ultimately, it's helping to solve social issues in our time. Thanks, Jen. Now, in episode 88 of the ESOP EO podcast, which will drop next week, we're going to have Jen Krieger back talking about what Weaver specifically is doing internally to grow the sandbox. 
And we're going to have a segment on a new contributor, Kevin Sensenig. He's a PhD. He's a principal at Interaction Dynamics Group. So please join us next week as we have two contributors to the podcast. All right, it is time for... Shoutouts, thanks, and congratulations. Our first shout-out today is to Devin Gallagher. He's a client executive in the ESOP practice at Fred C. Church Incorporated, which is a full-service independent insurance firm. They do a really great job. They also provide fiduciary coverages for trustees, board of directors, etc. We actually knew them when I was with CAP Trustees. They provided our coverage there. I had the opportunity to spend a little time with Devin and his colleagues, Mike and Ian, at a recent conference, and they are passionate about insurance and passionate about employee ownership. I really appreciated seeing Devin because he told me that he listens to the podcast regularly and does so on his commute in Boston. And what really meant a lot to me is that I've mentioned some other ideas, for example, an EO day of service and celebrations we could have at state capitals and that sort of thing. And Devin was kind enough to mention specifically some of the ideas that I've shared on some of the episodes. So a lot of people listen to the podcasts. A lot of people share some thoughts, but Devin was kind enough to be specific, and I just wanted to give Devin, his colleagues, and the Fred C. Church Insurance Company, which is employee-owned, a shout-out, thanks, and congratulations for Employee Ownership Month. Our next shout-out is to the Meyer Supply Company. They are in the HVACR community in New York and Pennsylvania. Their divisions include commercial refrigeration, HVAC, technical training, controls, and applied products, and they've partnered with the absolute best vendors and manufacturers in the industry. Meyer Supply is an employee-owned company. They have 17 locations, a state-of-the-art distribution center, and their core values align strongly with their mission statement. Core values of excellence, trust, people, and respect and the mission statement, customer satisfaction guaranteed. Now for Employee Ownership Month, Meyer Supply does a really cool program. They play bingo among all of their employees and each day they send out an email that has bingo numbers and they include an ESOP fun fact. Earlier this month, one of their fun facts was an introduction to the ESOP podcast and the KESOP group. I was really delighted that they were kind enough to share what we're doing with all of their employees. And I have a bit of a connection. Meyer Supply Company has a location in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is where Capital Trustees is based. And they've retained Capital Trustees in the past several times to assist them with some special fiduciary needs. I'm going to sit down with Bob Tanaka, who's the CFO of Meyer Supply Company. He's a great executive and a passionate advocate for employee ownership. We're going to sit down at the Las Vegas conference, and we're going to do a profile on Meyer Supply Company that will uh, be released in the future. So Meyer Supply Company, thank you for everything you're doing. Congratulations on being a great ESOP, and continue to celebrate Employee Ownership Month and show the rest of your industry the great way to do it. My third shout out, thanks and congratulations, goes to a central Pennsylvania company that is exciting to me on a couple of personal levels. DNH Distributing just opened a brand new headquarters 
and I'm very fortunate I'm joined in studio with State Representative Greg Rothman. Greg, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. And we've known each other a while, even before you became, may I call you Greg? Yes, please. Uh, Greg, so you were at the grand opening for DMH Distributing, and I happened to mention I was I was going to do a podcast shout-out to them, and congratulations. And you were there, and you were kind enough to join us, and, and can you tell us what the uh, grand opening celebration was like? Yeah, they, they've opened a, a new campus. Um, you know, they could have gone anywhere they wanted in the United States. They probably could have gone anywhere they wanted in the world. I mean, I know other, other states would have loved to have a company like DNH, but they stayed in Harrisburg, where their roots are. Um, Dan and Mike Schwab, the co-presidents. I think you you went to high school with Mike Schwab. Dan's a, one of my closest friends, and I had the um, the privilege of honoring them. Their hundred years hundred year anniversary last year on the state house floor. Now they're 101 years old, and they're going to stay in Harrisburg for the next 101 years. And tell us a little bit about the new headquarters, and I will tee it up, and you'll be able to chat about this as well if you'd like. They're 32% employee-owned. and 36%. 36, I'm sorry. Yeah, and D&H is one of those companies, the culture is key, and employee ownership is an important part of that culture, but it's a really the other sixty four percent is a really cool company as well, right? Yeah, and and it's um, you know it's as I said it's one hundred and one years old. They're, they do distrib- uh, distributing. Uh, they've uh, a lot of tech and high tech electronics. I think they they have seven hundred and fifty employees. Uh, with starting January first when they bought this new facility, um, they were talking about hiring another two hundred people. They've hired one hundred and forty already, and are going to look into hire another sixty. So this is a company that I think Forbes magazine has them ranked as the fifth largest privately held company in Pennsylvania behind like Sheets and uh, Wawa. And they, uh, they're, they're local. And the culture there is they value their employees and they value their, their partnerships. They call the people that they distribute their products for their partners. Uh, so it was, it was pretty exciting. And, and you have two dynamic leaders in the Schwab brothers and uh, it's a it's a multi generational, obviously, but their father Izzy was there, who's uh, really led the company through its big growth, and now I think Dan and Dan and uh, Michael have probably been there thirty years now, and so to, to see how how the company has continued to grow and the what they've done with their employee ownership is it's pretty exciting too. Well, Greg, one of the fascinating things, and I'm sure you're aware of this, you mentioned that three of the top five Pennsylvania companies and Cheats and Wawa are also ESOPs. Well, I I, yeah, I was going to let you pick up on that. But and, yes, and yeah. and so for me. There is so much going on in employee ownership that that people don't recognize, and we can chat about that in a moment. But tell us about the celebration, the headquarters. I, I've seen the article on it. The the lobby, I understand, is just the culture. Yeah, really they, speaks they, they have the a campus. game. They have a game room. Uh, they have they have a slide that goes from the second floor down to the lobby. Uh, the, the lobby they call Main Street, just like their former headquarters on Seventh Street, it's where everyone congregated. Uh, they have a, a stadium seating, which was pretty cool. So when they want to do stuff together, and they they unveiled a sculpture they had made, a steel sculpture that says DNH right out front. That's a, uh, dedicated to the Schwab family and the and the company and their 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 vision and their their. Dy- I mean, it's just a dynamic group and a dynamic. Uh, um, company and I was I was excited to be included and, and be invited to come along and, and be part of it. So, so let me wrap up the shout out to DNH Distributing and to Dan and Mike Schwab, their father Izzy, and all of the employee owners. Central Pennsylvania is greatly proud of you, grateful that you remain a strong part of our community, and I'm excited as are many in the employee ownership community, to have a company such as DNH leading the way 
and showing how a great company can be a little better through employee ownership. I also want to give a shout out. I've been a lifelong friend since high school with Larry Rosen. Larry works for DNH Distributing, and uh, from what I see on social media of Larry, just loves his job, doing very well, and it's nice for me to know people in addition to the ownership who just are making a difference and love working there. Now, I have a lot of respect for Representative Rothman. As we mentioned, I've known him for a number of years before he got elected to office. When I ran into him quite by happenstance, I asked if he would be kind enough to share about DNH on the podcast. And then when we finished that bit, I said off mic, you've done exactly what I've asked and I appreciate it. Could we just chat about employee ownership? And on a Thursday night, late in the evening, without any expectation or advance notice, Representative Rothman sat down and discussed in depth why employee ownership is important to him and to Pennsylvania. Next week, we're going to include the full interview with Representative Rothman. It's very important stuff. I think employee ownership is going to see a great new friend doing very visible things with some colleagues across the aisle, and I'm going to bring you that whole interview. But to tease you, I just want to share a little bit of why I'm so excited with Representative Rothman's enthusiasm. Take your hat off where you're friends with the Schwabs and put your state representative hat on. DNH could, in a heartbeat, sell out to a major international conglomerate. DNH, it's just in terms of size and what they do and that sort of thing. Why is it important as a state legislator that companies like that remain employee-owned and you know them on a personal level, they're not selling out to a conglomerate? Why is that important? Yeah, well, and, to and us? you've you've seen it with other companies, and not to not to name names, but you've seen companies that were local started here. I mean, I can name a huge one, Amp, and that as they get bought out or as they they sell, then they you know the headquarters leave. I mean, Rite Aid was in the middle of a. Right, is based in my district. Um, started here in in central Pennsylvania. I think Steelton was their first uh, store. The Grass family. And by the way, the Grass family was Susquehanna Township, and right. <laughs> it's a small That's community. Right. It, so they were my a, friends. Yeah, it's a small. Up. It's a yeah. small town. So, so we we understand. I understand that um, our employers are are that these great companies that are based in central Pennsylvania. Really, I mean, it's what feeds. The government. I mean, it feeds, it creates the taxes, create the revenues that we then get to use to educate our children, to uh, provide the social services, and build the roads, and create the infrastructure. Um, so it's important for them to be here. And uh, I mean, Hershey's another another great example. I mean, Hershey Hershey Foods and Hershey Entertainment, all they do for the community. We couldn't survive without without this. Not just the jobs they provide, but what they do for the community. We know that employee ownership is the only bipartisan issue that has support from every political direction, whether one is like yourself on the conservative side and a business person, I don't mean to characterize you in any way. No, that's fine. (laughs) But but to those on the left or far left that maybe have a different reason or approach, what I like about statewide officials is you folks have your political alliances and whatnot, but you in particular seem happy to work across the aisle to find the common good, like yeah, employee ownership. Absolutely. And um, I reached out earlier today to um, Sarah Morado. She's a, a, a state representative from uh, the Pittsburgh area. Uh, she's a socialist. 
And uh, she identifies as she a She identifies not, 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 not a identify, pejorative. And, and I, you and identify I'm as a capitalist. Capitalist. <laughs> capitalist. Okay. I'm a free market, uh, free enterprise capitalist. But you know what? She's a serious um, policymaker. She, she believes in, in what she speaks. And uh, I reached out to her, and her response was that, uh, you know, cooperatives and employee ownership uh, uh, is her jam. Which I had to <laughs> consult. Well, I had to consult you what that meant. What I take that to mean is, before too long, you and Representative Amarado will be kind enough to come on the podcast and share your views of why employee ownership is good from every political perspective. But that's just my yeah. hope. No, no, and I, and I think that that certainly is possible. She and I are working on uh, uh, electronic. Uh, license plate reader bill for privacy and to protect people's privacies from uh, license plate readers. But uh, look, my my perspective is that the 203 members of the state house and the 50 senators, so the 253 uh, members of the general assembly all have the same, uh, want the same results, which is uh, people to have good paying jobs, to be able to support their families, to do what they want to do, uh, and to have opportunity. Okay, my friends, there is so much more in my conversation with Representative Rothman. I'm going, as I said, to bring it next week in another podcast episode. What I'm very, very excited about, even beyond my appreciation that he helped with a shout out to DNH Distributing, what I'm truly excited about is after spending a little bit of time last evening with Representative Rothman, he seems to get the fact that everything he's worked for his whole life, as the second generation owner of a family business that he's tried to expand with the concepts of employee ownership in mind, as a 10-year Marine, as a longtime community service leader, and now as an elected state representative, that employee ownership isn't addressing new issues or bringing up new issues of importance to Representative Rothman. Rather, employee ownership is the answer to many of the issues that Representative Rothman and his colleagues across the aisle, like Representative Amaretto, it's the answer to the solution or to the problems that they already feel so passionately about. So I'm going to look forward to bringing you stories out of Pennsylvania. I sincerely expect that you're going to see Representative Rothman and his colleagues in Pennsylvania become leaders in the bipartisan approach to employee ownership and hopefully. Pennsylvania will lead the way in showing all of the states in the union how we can grow the sandbox. Thanks again to contributor Jen Krieger. Congratulations again to Myers Supply, and thanks to Devin Gallagher and DNH and Representative Rothman. Next Tuesday, we're going to have Kevin Sensenag, PhD, come on and help grow the sandbox with his expertise. So I hope you'll join us. I'll be right back. We'd love to hear from you. To contact us, find us on Facebook at Kesop LLC and on Twitter at Aesop Podcast. To reach Brett with one T, email Brett at Kesop.com, on LinkedIn at Brett Kiesling, and most actively on Twitter at EO underscore Brett. Again, that's one T. This podcast has been produced by the Kesop Group, technical assistance provided by Third Circle Inc. and Bitsy Plus Design. Original music composed by Max Kiesling. Archival podcast material edited and produced by Brian Kiesling. And I'm Vitsy McCann. Okay, my friends, thanks for listening, and that's it for today. Look forward to you joining us next week. This is Brett Kiesling. Thank you.